Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Shesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby! Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeVore, KD. How you be, brother? I'm not panicked. I'm not panicked. I'm not panicked! <laughs> I swear I'm not panicking! <laughs> One of the few, brother. One of the few. <laughs> Getting harder and harder, my friend. Getting harder and harder. Oh boy. Whatever. One game. It's one bad game. It's one no. bad game. No, it's not. Not just one Fire game. Fire Quinn. We're the worst team ever. That's the chant. That's that. That's what everybody wants, buddy. I'm sorry. The that's what they're calling for. That's what they're calling for. I got don't something mind, for you. Don't mind, don't mind injuries to your best players. Oh. Don't Sympathetic mind. KD, everybody. Here we go to start things don't, off. Don't mind Zabinish Yad. Like, forgot how to play hockey. <laughs> well, you Somehow. did see. You called this, buddy. You said I he did. wasn't going to produce. Panarin wasn't going to produce. Stromer, I mean, done. That, that, you know, I, I think... Before you the are Nostra Delorius. That's what I'm saying. Before the season, I said, not even Zabinish yet, I said I was concerned about the veterans because they're all essentially coming off of career years or close to being career years. And the only logical thing to happen at this point was that was for their numbers to come down this year. So I completely expected some struggles from the veterans. I mean, not to this point. Trust me, I didn't expect Zabinijad to only have, you know, one goal through 17 games or have 14 games, whatever they played so far this year, I think 14. You know, I didn't expect that, but I did expect a little bit of a regression there. You know, Strom had a um, career year, top of career year. Kreider had an awesome year. Panarin was unbelievable last year. D'Angelo, uh, never mind, forget about him. You know, the, <laughs> a lot of these guys just had just such great years. To think that they were going to duplicate that again it was a little a foolhardy, I think. And, you know, what you're running into now is now you're losing that production. And then the younger guys just aren't there yet to fill the void that the veterans are leaving. You know, Lafreniere has one point this year. He has one. So, you know, would I like to see more from him? Yeah. But, you know, he's a teenager and he's still trying to figure out the NHL. 
Capo Caco is working on his complete game, and he's been fantastic. He just hasn't been scoring. So if you don't have the rookies filling in or the younger players filling in this void that to me seemed anticipated, uh, you know, you're going to have some struggles. And that's what we're seeing. The Rangers have scored four goals in the last four games. And, Paulie, do you know who has scored those four goals? Rooney, Rooney, <laughs> Blackwell, Gautier, and Bucinevich. Bucci. I mean, except for Bucinevich, who had been struggling to score until he did get one in the last game. You're talking about all fourth liners. No Kreider, no Zabinijad. Obviously, Panarin's been out. Kako's not scoring. Lafreniere, true, but hasn't scored this year. So, you know, and those guys, and, and I know a lot of the blame is going on Quinn. And look, he's the coach. When you're playing poorly, you get blamed. When you're, play, when you're on top of the world, you know, you get all the credit for it. But to me, it, it all, it, to me, it's falling on the veterans of this team. They're not living up to what they did last year. And, and this is what you got. I think the defense has been overall much improved from last year. I think the last I, – I tweeted this out. The last five games, which is really where this bit of a tailspin has happened, where they're – I think they're 1-2 one, two, they're one, two and 1. Um, or 1-3 one, and 1. I'm sorry. 1-3 one, and 1. They've given up 30-plus shots a game. So this – and I mentioned this either the last show or two shows ago. They're starting to bleed shots – and I think that the lack of scoring and now they're starting to bleed shots defensively is going to lead to, you know, a little bit of a losing streak here. So, you know, and, and if you look at the personnel, I mean, that's it. You have injuries, got rid of D'Angelo. I mean, your third pairing is Batetto and Hayek and they've been playing admirably, but you know, I mean, those guys right now really aren't NHL caliber defensemen. And now you lose Truba, and I think you have to look at all those factors. Everybody is so concerned, and this is a sign of a bigger thing and a bigger problem and blah, 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 and they're tuning out Quinn, and the effort isn't there. I don't know, man. I mean, I know Quinn was talking about the effort um, after the game, but the Rangers had 39 shots on goal last game and 30 hits. I don't know. I think you need to have some kind of effort to put up those numbers, right? You can't lose to the New Jersey Devils who haven't played in two weeks, haven't practiced at all. It's a bad And they come in to your house and you stink up the joint. It's inexcusable. It's a bad loss. It's a bad loss. It is. Joke. I'm I'm not going to say like they played well. They didn't play well. But I'm sorry. That's on the coaching staff. Not prepared. Sorry. Don't but, don't be sorry. Unfortunately, nah. I think this is the way our podcasts are going to go here for the next couple <laughs> of weeks. Cuz it doesn't look good. All right? Look, I'm going to I'm going to do this and uh, you know, we don't usually read tweets here on the show, but I'm going to read this one to you. I kind of agree and I I understand where you're coming from. There's a lot going on here and we will get into it. But as far as this is the big thing, all everything that you just said, it, it's all gonna, it's all coming back to Coach Quinn. Okay, 
So you, you can see all this. I don't know you. I know you were in depth as far as your Twitter discussions in the last 24 hours. And um, I would definitely <laughs> like to hear uh, some of these uh, discussions that you had and maybe you want to talk about or whatever. So there's one that I saw, and it's from at the draft analyst, a uh, guy I follow and stuff. I don't know if you follow him either, but um, this is what he said. No. And we'll just go from here. Rangers lose their fourth straight and 10 of 14 to start the season. Going back to last season and the play-in round, they've dropped 18 of the last 24 under David Quinn and are 2-9 and nine in one-goal games. Poor third-period team that can't close. Rebuild or no rebuild. And again, this is he's kind of saying, you know, we all get it. It's a rebuild. But that kind of record is what gets you fired. Yeah, it may it may ultimately end up in that. Like, I'm not sitting here telling you that Quinn is doing an amazing job and and he's, you know, well, you're a, a laying jack, out a ton of excuses. A Jack Adams can, but they're legit. Like, I I get so sick of seeing. Well, yeah, I know there's injuries, and oh yeah, I know that Zabinajad, you know, is playing horribly, and oh yeah, I know that Lafreniere is still trying to figure out, but. You know, Quinn should be winning either way. You know, like I was reading Larry Brooks's article. It's basically what he said. He basically was giving all of these excuses, which I don't know. They they seem legitimate when Panarin, who's your best player, hasn't played the last two games. And Miller, who's been one of your best defensemen, isn't playing. And Heedle, who looked like he was on the cusp of, you know, taking over the second center position, hasn't played in like three weeks. You know, I, I'm sorry. Like, when those things hit you, your yeah, play dude, is going to The Devils are dip. missing three or four of their guys uh, as well, and they haven't even played. That's that's bullshit losing they, last night. They, they had, they had, Paulie, they had fresh legs. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you are hopeless. But, no, I, I, look, the Devils, it was bad. It was a bad game. It's, it, they didn't look good. You can't lose to the Devils, and that's fine. I agree with all that a thousand Million trillion percent bad loss. Guess what? Teams have bad losses all the time. It happens. I I I just don't like the fact that people that range people range of fans think it's a sign of of bigger issues. And you know what? You you show those numbers and those are bad. Like that is not good. Those numbers are very very bad. But. You know, I think, and I hate to be the analytics guy here, but I, I think the process overall, and I say this a lot, the process has looked better this year. I don't think that they rely on their goalie a lot as much as they have. I think the defensive game has been much better, but if to me, it's falling on this lack of scoring. The veterans not stepping up. To me, that that is the key. If, if Zabinijad had like three goals, if, you know, Kako had four goals, if Lafreniere had three goals, you know. I mean, Mark Stahl has more goals than Zabinijad right now. Mark Stahl. It's not funny. No, I mean, but that's it. It, it To me, that's where it is. We're, our guys aren't finishing. And it's not as though they're not getting chances either. Because the Rangers, while I said they're giving up 30-plus shots a game, they've been themselves putting up 30 plus shots a game, but they're in the bottom of the league in shooting percentage. They're just not able to bury the shots. I mean, I feel like after every game, 
I'm looking at the other team's goalie and the guy looks, they all look like, you know, Vesna winners out there and they're not. So to me, that's not on Quinn. That's not on the system. I don't know when you're putting up 30 plus shots a night, you know, I think, you know, it's on the player at some point that they have to, Quinn can't go out there and hold the guy's stick and, you know, push it in the goal for them. You know, and I know that the Rangers like to overpass him. Again, Quinn can't be out there on the guy's shoulder, you know, like a little mini Quinn on the shoulder and say, hey, shoot it. You know, that that's the play. I'm, I'm sure Quinn in practice is stressing shoot the goddamn puck. You know, I don't think he's sitting there saying, yeah, let's continue overpassing. Like, that's probably not happening. Look, I agree with you that I'm sure Coach Quinn – is running good practices. I'm sure he doesn't want to be in this situation. I definitely take into consideration everything that you have said as far as what this team's going through. But I think, unfortunately, the higher-ups have to look down at this, and they've got a big decision to make here. I tweeted out, I think Quinn's got six games left, and the next six games are brutal. He could lose all six. He could go three and three. They could win all six. But I think... Even with a couple of guys that are coming back, I know he's lost Chuba now and a couple of yep. changes here and there. He's got to coach through this. Like, he has to find a way um, because, like, you're saying these guys are out there, they can't shoot or they're not scoring and everything else. That all comes back to the system and, and, and making adjustments and everything else. And we can go back and forth here. And, yes, the close one-goal games and third-period failures and, and mistakes and nights where Georgiev didn't step up when he should have. Um, shaky effort out by Shesty or whatever. There's all these different combinations, but this team is, is an organization. Is an organization right now? Um, you know, we're we're kind of past certain points now. As far as Quinn's concerned, they removed the Tony D'Angelo issue. All these guys are signed. Um, he's got all the pieces, uh, you know, for his positions. And again, yes, like I know certain guys are out or whatever, but the, the guys that they have backing up these guys, he's got players to fill in there. Uh, they've been playing. We haven't had a COVID pause. Other teams have, um, this group's been together for quite a while now. And I think, like I said, you're seeing there's something's got to give here where this team has to kind of show something and, or, and this is what we don't know. This is the unknown, and this is the territory right now. Will Quinn last? We all, like I said, me and you here, I'm a supporter of Quinn. I like him. He's a good guy. But I think as a franchise now, you know, we're at another crossroads with this guy. He, he got through that stuff, you know, when we were talking a couple of weeks ago, and they came back and popped a couple of wins in before Boston came in. And they kind of, you know, were playing pretty well there for a couple of games. But now it seems to kind of be falling back. And, yes, I know he's different with different situations. But every goddamn team in this league is dealing with it. Chicago's dealing with it. They've lost their big guy. Seabrook's been out. Taze has been out. That's a second-year coach up there in Colleton up there. Three maybe years. If, yeah, but, can't, but, it, right. but the Black Horse, Kane has stepped up. You know, we what? don't have – Kane is, is playing, you know, on another planet he's been playing so well. Our guy, Zabinijad, is not. I mean, that's the difference, you know? I mean, to me, and I'm sorry, I cut you off. I always cut you off. No, Go buddy, you, it's a good, that was a good cutoff. Go. I like it. Go. No, no, no. I'm saying, but that's that's the difference between a team like you, you mentioned, Chicago, where they're missing some guys, is that their other top guys are stepping up and scoring. The Rangers' other top guys. Well, their young, other young guys are putting, the Bin Cats putting in pucks, too. Their young guys are contributing as well. 
Yeah, that and that's fine. Exactly. That that's just not happening here. No. And again, you know, I I, I can't look and 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 my reason for not completely. They've going all off got on, quinomia over here in New York. <laughs> but you know, under this same coach last year, this team thrived offensively. Like, what happened? Like, I don't have the answer, but you know, and, and you mentioned it before, the third period breakdowns this year. This was the Rangers last year were, were like the best third period team in the NHL last year. You remember all the third period comebacks last year? They were never, ever, ever out of a game, ever. This year, they're blowing leads in the third period or there's no comeback. So they're, you know, losing in overtime. They just don't have that that magic that they had at the end of the year last year. Now, I don't know who's to blame for it. I, I, I You blame everybody. I'll, I'll blame Quinn. I'll blame the vets. I'll blame the rookies. You blame everybody. You know, J.D., Gordon, uh, I'll go top to bottom and blame everybody. They just don't have that magic anymore. They had it at the end of the year. We went into the pause. They came back. They were horrific in the bubble. And, and you mentioned the numbers. You know, numbers don't lie. And, you know... I, Something happened. It's just not there. I think overall, like I mentioned, the process has been better, but they're just missing that that spark that whatever they had last year, whether maybe it's confidence, you know, maybe the bubble last year shook them a little bit. You know, I don't know what it is, but uh, they they need to somehow get that mojo back, that winning mentality, because the one thing I have been have said that I I've been nervous about with the rebuild. And I say it a lot that it's more process over wins and losses. And and you've mentioned it a bunch too, is that you don't want these young guys being in an, a losing environment, get used to losing, thinking it's okay to lose. So that is my one concern with what's going on here is that, that losing becomes a habit. And, and that's one thing that, that can't happen. Um, and that's where you need your veterans to step up. And, and yeah, maybe it's, it's David Quinn, despite all the injuries, just finding a way to inspire some of these guys. Because it, it, it's recently, and it's just recently. I do, I, you know, they were playing well before Boston came in. I thought that they played Boston well in both those games. But, yeah, the, the Devils, that's a bad loss. It is a bad loss. Um, but they just got, they have to get the ship righted here because a lot of the things that we were, again, was working last year or not. I thought it's funny before the, the season started, we were talking about the good and the bad of the team and our predictions and stuff. I was like, this power play is going to go at like an 80% clip this year with all that offense. They're terrible. It's awful. And uh, conversely, again, defense has been good. The, the PK, which we had problems with last year, has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. So I, I don't know what flipped this team upside down. Maybe Quinn has basically said, we're going to focus on de- – we're going to learn how to play defense this year. And I don't care if it comes at the expense of the offense because wins and losses don't matter. We're going to learn to play defense, goddammit. And I don't care what the cost is so that next year – when we're ready to win, we know how to do both. No, I don't know. Well, the defense right now is going to be a different situation, obviously, with the guys out, the key yes. guys. So that's that's going to just have to be, you know, they're going to have to work on that on the fly. 
So we'll just kind of uh, see how that goes. I think a lot of the frustration, too, is, look, you know, Capo's, uh, you know, he played in top-end leagues in Finland. You know what I'm saying? He's a, a world champion in juniors. So is Laffey, uh, high caliber. He had over 100 points there in the, in the, in the, in the Canadian league as well, too. I mean, um, it's, it's, I guess it's more frustrating. And, and they got more ice time. You know, they, they, you know, mm-hmm. Laffey got almost 20 minutes the other night, 17.45. So, and maybe that was just out of necessity or whatever the heck it is. So it is frustrating to see some of the key guys up front just not putting the puck in the net. And again, these next six games, and let's pull back here. I'll pull back here a little bit. It's not even so much just all on Quinn. This team has to find a way together. I mean, I know these guys are going to work on it in team meetings and practices here, but I, I believe, you know, They've all got to realize how embarrassing it was to lose that game last night to that team. And, you know, they, they can't they can't do this going forward. And the next six games are going to be really tough. And they're going up against experienced teams and experienced coaches as well. So I'm with you. Well, it's, not, why... it's, not all, it's not all on Quinn. But unfortunately, like I was reading that tweet before from the draft analyst, and, and like mm-hmm. I said, we know this is hockey guys too. And this goes to the guys upstairs. And it goes to the, the, the culture here and adjustments. And, okay, so you have breakdowns, injuries. Watching a coach develop out of that and, and what he does to kind of find a way, um, you know, that's going to be big on Quinn. And you know what's funny, KD? Every time a point like this comes up during the course of the, a season with Quinn, he's found a way, and they've turned it around. Mm-hmm. And that's all they need. But I honestly think if they really – if they don't pull out of this over the next, you know, four to six games, I think he's done. I think he's gone. I think then you have to worry about the losing culture. You have to watch uh, about the adjustments, how he's going to, uh, you know, make the changes around the guys that are out, the guys that are not producing. You know, he's, you know, I get it. Quinn's really had to, man, I mean, he's been changing his lines, you know, all season. It's not all of his fault, you know, as far as, you know, some of the decisions he's making. But we are at a turning point. I mean, we're joking around. We're not panicking yet. It's not so much panicking, but something's got to give here because there is something There's something just not fun about this team right now. I mean, it, they, they got it back there a little bit after the Tony D situation. They all seem to be happy. It's like, again, the Quinn, the team, J.D. and Gorton's given them everything. They've given them their money. <laughs> They've gotten rid of the problems on the team. He took care of the. They took care of the Lundquist situation. Uh, Lindy's over on the other side now in Jersey. So you know they've been given everything. This team plays for one of the best organizations, one of the richest organizations, not only in North America but in the world. So they've got it all. So yes, not only does uh, it's not only is it on Quinn. Yes, I agree with you. A lot of these players have to look at themselves in the mirror. And, yeah, we are at another turning point here. And I do. I cross my fingers. I hope Quinn can get these guys out of it. They've got a couple of great challenging games to come up. Um, but hopefully they are. They're embarrassed about last night. And they got to dive in, get ugly, and scrap and, and get some wins. And they have to make adjustments, more adjustments, and find a different way uh, to play. Because you see other coaches in the league with similar situations and maybe not as many stars as the Rangers have, certainly not a number two and a number one on the team, and they're finding a way. And I just think uh, that's a lot of the frustration of the fan base right now, and it's a frustration for me. I fucking hate it. Well, excuse me, I curse on the show. I'm sorry, but that's how angry I am. I, hated, <laughs> that's where we I are. hated watching that game last night. It was like it sucked. And then the effort in the end, it's just, ugh. 
So anyway, long story short, these next six games for me is going to be huge, I think, because it's uh, now you got to start looking up into the press box and seeing what uh, J.D. and Gordon are going to do. And if they ride them through it, you know, then I guess all of us here just have to say, all right, it's just going to be one of, you know, it's going to be a, a sloppy show the rest of the way and just deal with it. Yeah, I, you know, I look at the next, you know, five games that you're talking about, Flyers, Capitals, Flyers, Boston, Boston. You know, that's a meat grinder. I mean, those teams, you know, they're better than us. But, you know, I, I think you need to see some fight. Yeah, if they play that the way they did against the Devils, yeah, you may see hear seeing, you know, you might hear some some questioning of Quinn and 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 maybe maybe they start thinking about it. I I I don't know. I don't. I think he gets the year no matter what. I still think it's a flawed roster and and there's got to be some upgrades again, third defensive pair now without Truba. You know, I don't know how you go into those games with that defense and think you're going <laughs> to and, and think you're going to have have a, a good chance of beating those teams. Um, but, you know, it's good to know that Miller will be back. Panarin will be back for the next game and and um, we'll, we'll see where they go from there. So uh, I. I said it before the year. I set my expectations low. You know I did. And seeing the divisions, the way it was going to be set up, I knew this team was going to have a hard time. And I just think a lot of Ranger fans, I might, you said I was tweeting back and forth with a lot of Ranger fans. I, I think that expectations from some Ranger fans were just too high this year. Well, Damn, in defense we were... of the expectations, Katie, I, I, there's – like I said, there's just certain things. This this team is letting letting themselves down. Number one in areas where they probably shouldn't be letting themselves down, and and you've highlighted a lot of those. And I guess, like I said, it backs up, and it's an easy go to for the fans that it's because of what's going on behind the bench is not being managed correctly. Yeah, I and look, I get that you go after the coach. I do. I really do. I and I, you know, I'm a obviously a huge Quinn defender, but you know, at some point the team is going to have to look at it and say, do we trust this guy? Is he going to be the guy? Like that's great. He's helping us through the rebuild, and and I think that most of the young kids have have developed well under Quinn and, and even Kako, again, he's not putting up the numbers you might like, but I think his game has gotten drastically better overall from last year. But, you know, when you're ready to say, when you're ready to transition and, and for me, it's, it's next season. It is. And when you're ready to transition from rebuild to now we have expectations um, for this team, do they think Quinn is the guy? If they still have questions about that, then maybe it is time to cut bait with him. Because, you know, if you don't think he's ultimately going to be the guy, why is he here? And maybe you can bring in, you know, some of these other guys, you know, Gallant or Boudreaux or whoever um, that, that you want to bring in that you think is, is going to be a better fit long term who has a who have better pedigree winning pedigree than than Quinn who doesn't have a winning pedigree in the NHL so um I can see where the frustration is with with some fans like the 
the record, as, as you pointed out, has, has not been great. For me, again, I say it all the time. I think I've said it a hundred times in the show already tonight. I'm looking at the process and, and or do I think these kids are getting better? And yes, I think that they are. I think Fox has been, has developed tremendously. I think Lingren has developed tremendously. Miller so far this year has been great. I think Hako has continued to develop. You know, Lafreniere, look, he's only 14 games into his NHL career. So who knows where he ends up? I think even some of the young guys, I think Buchnevich has been real good uh, since Quinn has arrived and his game has become more complete under Quinn. So I, I think those are, are things that fans need to look at. The Zabinishad struggling a bit and Kreider, Strom hasn't been putting up the numbers he, he has recently. Obviously, Truba has had his issues offensively and back defensively. But... You know, I, I don't worry about those guys. I, I, I expected a regression, as I said, and I think next year I would expect bounce backs from them because they're all just too good of players to think that they're just going to just they're now on the downside, um, you know, of their careers. And it's just going to completely fall off and they're never going to put up points again. I just don't see that as a reality. And I also think the Rangers are going to bring in you know, some other top level talent once they have all this extra cap room this coming off season. So um, I, I, that's where I am. I am holding out hope for this team is that the young guys are looking better. I think the veterans will bounce back, whether it's later this year or next year. And I think that this team will be ready to go. Now, again, do you trust Quinn once that all comes together next year, which is my hope and anticipation, that he's going to be able to lead the team. And if he's not, because I, I've said it on this show a number of times, I, I question his in-game management skills and his ability to adjust on the fly in-game. Um, I, I don't think that's he's proven to be strong in those areas. So, you know, do you allow him to captain that ship once everything's in place and then halfway through the season and the team is underachieving. And then you're like, Oh man, we got to look. And then by that time, a team has signed Boudreaux and a team has signed Gallant. And then there's nobody out there. So, you know, I can see where fans are, are concerned here. And, and is Quinn the guy, because I look, I have my own concerns as well. Yep, well, it's it's time to be concerned, but I guess maybe that's always kind of been there uh, this year. I think, unfortunately, you know, Coach Quinn here is just he hasn't he hasn't fully been able to sell himself. I think to a majority of the fan base, you know, there is a um, there's definitely a portion of it, you know, including me and you that have been supporting him there, and, and everybody wants to see him do well. But there's there's a large part of the fan base that just is not sold on on what he's doing and it just it reflects on all the multiple things that we've uh discussed here whether um you know the, the, the vets aren't producing or or the young guys just aren't um they're not flourishing under uh Quinn especially on the offensive side here too. I don't you know guys like Foxy and you know I don't think his game was really an issue to begin with. You know uh Cam obviously come in here and has done well. He's exceeded expectations. Um you know Truba's been uh you know frustrating but he's the guy. Lindgren 
you know, two, I mean, he's always been a good, pretty decent player. I don't think the, another guy he was necessarily be concerned with. And I don't think we necessarily had any kind of concerns as far as uh, the net, obviously. You know, that was more or less, you know, we, we've talked about it here, uh, getting a guy just to play. Let, let Chestia, one of these guys, play three, five, six games in a row, whatever. And that's still kind of bouncing back. And, yes, we're up against the COVID uh, season as well. And, yeah, up front, we've got a lot of issues. And, yeah, it would be a lot better if these guys were putting uh, pucks in the net and they were finishing and just taking care of basic general um, hockey. So with all that said, just, I mean, can we look upstairs here to, to J.D. and Gorton and, and maybe look inside their head, you know, with with what they would what they're going to look at here? Uh, because the organization, ultimately, the team, is, is, it's, it's, on, it's on them more than anything. And you know we're not going to get any answers in terms of how they feel. How how do you imagine them watching Quinn right now? And if they were taking in all the the KD highlights of all the good stuff and, and giving him a few breaks, do you think they're more on that side? Because it's it's cutthroat. It is a business, and and something's got to give here. And um, I'm just curious to know where you think J.D. and Gorton have to look at this right now with all the talent, with all the contracts signed, with a couple of guys coming back, yes, and a couple of guys going out as a lineup again. That's normal for every team. I'm just curious where you think those guys' heads are at right now. Yeah, I, I think there is a disconnect with some range of fans, and I think it's the ones where you, where you mentioned have never really embraced Quinn. I think there's a disconnect with some range of fans with where the organization is at at this point. I think, and I and and I think this is where JD and Gordon are with it, that they they still believe that they are in the rebuild, that there is still a rebuild going on, and that it's still about cultivating this team. And ultimately becoming that that Stanley Cup contender. And I think you have a large majority of the fan base. I don't want to say large majority, but you have a portion of the fan base who doesn't think this team is in a rebuild. Who look at the Rangers bringing in Panarin and Truba and having, you know, the number one overall pick and a number two overall pick. Having Zabinijad, having Kreider and those top of the lineup players so you have like legitimate superstar players on on your team and are looking at it saying well how can you call this a rebuild how can you say you're rebuilding when you, when you sign Panarin or you trade for Truba like that's not a rebuilding team when you do it so I, I but I think that the Rangers are like the Ranger management are are still in this rebuild you know, the letter, I think the anniversary of the letter, the third anniversary of the letter was a couple of weeks ago. And to think that you're just going to completely rebuild a franchise and you know, revamp the whole farm system, which was just barren three years ago. They had no top prospects and just revamp the whole thing where it's now completely replenished, where it's one of the top organizations in the league as far as young talent. And... You know, it takes time. It doesn't take one year or two years or even three years. I, you know, it, I, and I think that that's where management is. I think that they're looking at this team. And I think that the, the, the processes I have mentioned, the underlying stats and 
is this team better? A problem last year was defense. Are they better at defense this year? Yes, they are. And I think they're happy about that. So I, I don't think that, you know, the, these losses recently, and again, to me, really, the only bad loss recently is the Devils loss because they hung tough with the Bruins in those two games, in my opinion. The Islander game, I, I know they got shut out by the Islanders. Again, no offense, you know, can't finish. They had 30 shots on goal. So, uh, you know, I, I think that the devil loss is really the only bad loss that they've had recently. And again, there's just no offense. But I think, I don't think that JD and Gordon are concerned with the record right now I don't I think that they still look here in a rebuild a rebuild you know when you're rebuilding the team it's not a straight line there's a lot of peaks and valleys in a rebuild and I, I and I think we're in a in a valley right now I do I don't think things are great right now I, I am I'm making a ton of excuses but as I've said and, and you mentioned the numbers are the numbers and things aren't aren't going well record-wise, and, and you don't want that losing mentality, as I mentioned before. So, you know, I, I think Ranger fans have to realize that. It's not just every day is going to be better than the last during a rebuild. That's just not how it works. There's going to be some tough times along on the way, and I think we've mentioned that a number of times since we've been doing the show for the last two years. We're going to be in for some tough times. And guess what, Ranger fans? You're in the middle of some of it right now. But to me, I think that the front office has the patience to get through it. We're ready for these kinds of, of turbulent times where the fan base is calling for the head coach. And, you know, why, is every, why aren't our top prospects flourishing right now? And why are the veterans not scoring? I think that they were ready for this, and they, they're they still going to stay the course. They're not going to make some radical adjustments to what they're doing, including firing the coach. So um, I, I think that they're, they're fine with, with where things are with this rebuild because uh, we're fans. We're fanatics. We're reactionary. J.D. and Gordon's jobs are to not be that way. So I think that they'll look at what's going on, evaluate it the way they have to, and, and make, you know, whatever minor adjustments that they need to make. And I'm sure that Quinn is involved with all of those decisions. Well, K.D., speaking of management and rebuilds, <laughs> things getting out of control. Here we go. It brings us to our sponsorship segment here at Go Rangers Radio. <laughs> And uh, also, for guys who aren't scoring out there, and any guys who didn't score over Valentine's weekend, it probably has to do with how you're managing yourself below the waist. So support for Gold Rangers Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, okay? So, you know, KD, like me and you, we have the gear. We're taking care of ourselves. How was your Valentine's Day, buddy? Was it successful? It was. Well, you know, my wife really appreciated that I shaved her name into my man bush. So it, it went It went. I used all 90 minutes oh, that the TMI. Manscaped uh, affords me. 
And uh, yeah, it was it was a fantastic night. So uh, it was it was you know worth the extra effort um, to you know get her name in there. Well, guys, if if you guys didn't have the great <laughs> Valentine's night that KD had, uh, that's why Manscaped has uh, redesigned the electric trimmer for you guys. All right, uh, the Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. It's the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. The third generation tree trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade. To reduce grooming accidents. So don't use any rusty knives or, you know, picks from the garage or anything like that. So uh, when we tell you this is premium stuff, it really is premium. And the battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. KD, what do you, you've got it down to about 40 minutes right now, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the first, you know, go around with the Manscaped, you know, it had been a while. So it took me that full 90. But, uh, yeah, now that I've been able to trim it down, yeah, 40 Good stuff. We're looking for more ice time for some of our players on the ice here at the Rangers. KD is cutting down his time with the groomer in the shower, which is good. And that's good, too, because it's also waterproof. And we recommend that you guys do all this grooming in the shower. And another great, cool feature uh, is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. In fact, there's quite a few people down in Texas right now who are without power, who are also Manscaped uh, customers who are using their uh, lawnmower 3.0 to light their rooms right now and find themselves uh, around the house down there. So uh, it comes in handy too if the power goes out. <laughs> the manscaped is saving lives down in Texas. Is that what you're telling me right yes, now? Yes, yes, it's true. <laughs> okay. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, KD. Uh, no pun intended. And let's not forget about the charging stand, which me and KD both proudly uh, show off and showcase in our living rooms. Um, you get to show your mower off loud and proud because the, this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to us right now, and we hope you are, and we know a lot of you guys do, and we can't thank you for enough for that, uh, we want you guys and gals uh, who want your guys to experience this firsthand for yourself. So let's all get that bush-to-tush clean and go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code or codes, Go Rangers Go or Go Rangers, okay? Once again, uh, Go Rangers Go or Go Rangers, and you will get 20% off and free shipping. Make your testies their besties. And one last time, 20% off and free shipping with the code Go Rangers Go or Go Rangers, and 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. So go to manscaped.com and take care of yourself. And uh, you will be better off for it. And again, and last week was just epic. We are now going to bleed into our, uh, and actually, you don't bleed when you use Manscaped. That's why you're using Manscaped. But we're going to move into our other sponsor here, and that's Hewlett House of Tires, located at 1740 Rockaway Avenue in Hewlett, New York. HewlettHouseOfTires.com, 516-593-2200. And for our Go Rangers radio listeners in the Nassau County and South Shore Long Island area, we got a special offer for you guys and gals. Get free tire rotation with oil change and $20, $20 off tire alignment. Just mention the Go Rangers radio podcast. Uh, when you go in there, make a phone call, stop in, and uh, talk to Kurt and the crew down there. Great. So, once again, free tire rotation with oil change and $20 off tire alignment. Just mention the podcast and tell them KD and Paulie sent you. But I'm bummed. Did anybody, did anybody ask Kurt for the Bush to Tush tire rotation? Kurt won't return my calls. He won't return my calls. <laughs> I wanted to know if he, if anybody went in there and said that to him. Oh man, 
Nothing yet, but we, you know, if you guys and gals are out there listening, come on, get down there, have some fun. Tell Kurt, KD and Paulie sent you. Go down there with your lawnmower 3.0 manscaping. Ask for that bush to tush tie rotation that only KD could have came up with last week. It was brilliant stuff. So we move on. So where, what were we talking about now? So JD and Gordon are going to fire Quinn in <laughs> a couple of days. And then who do you bring in? Who do you replace? Hey, KD is, you know, this. I've seen this uh, uh, on um, Twitter, too, and I'll, I'll give a nod to our buddy Mike Spinner, too. He, he was saying, you know, he's – I know Mike for years, a uh, big range of guy in Connecticut. He's also big into college sports and, and uh, um, you know, just collegiate uh, athletics and stuff like that. And he had mentioned something that maybe maybe Quinn, because he comes from that collegiate level, this he's not really the right guy for, for this team right now. And, you know, you talk about all the assets and, and uh, you know, where they're struggling and, and the talent here that's not getting off the ground and a losing culture and all that other stuff that, again, we, we like the guy, we respect Quinn and stuff, but maybe he's not the right guy for this situation. And maybe this team might need... Uh, a veteran guy to come in here. I mean, you you see, you know, Lindy Ruff, he's a very experienced coach, obviously, up and down Buffalo, Dallas, in Jersey now. And he had those guys playing really good yesterday. Again, he's got his own issues on that lineup, too. And granted, yes, uh, Blackwood's played very well against us in two games. But, you know, do you start? Have you, have you sat back, scratched your head a little bit, and said, mm, maybe I'd um, like to see maybe this guy coach the team right now? Is there a guy out there that you would bring in? Let's say they do fire him. What do you do? Do you think Martin gets bumped up, or do the Rangers go out and, and get somebody else? Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I I really haven't looked. I haven't. I mean, the obvious names, and I mentioned a couple of them before, Boudreaux, Gallant, or, yeah, I mean, maybe you keep Martin around, who obviously has, you know, head coaching experience, but... I really haven't looked to see how, you know, maybe these guys' game plans that they've had with other teams w- would work for the for the Rangers. I mean, they're, they're all three of them are experienced guys, and I guarantee you if they came in, I'm sure there'd be a a bump, immediate bump where maybe if they're if Boudreaux is putting in a a, a more uh, high powered octane offense. You know, obviously he was in uh, in Washington and, 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 you know, had some top talent guys there. So he knows how to work with those kind of players and, and whatnot. But, you know, I, I it's so hard to tell how it would translate with this team and how this team would react, you know, ultimately. And, and again, I think every team gets a little bit of a boost or a bump once you bring in, you know, a new guy. It's a new sort of environment. But... You know, it's hard to tell. I, I do. I'm really not looking, to be honest. Okay. And I, I, you know, I think you have to give a a, a young college coach, you know, a, a bit of a chance. And I know, wow, we're in the middle of the third year. You know, I was looking at something. I, I'm going to get murdered for this, and you can murder me for it here, and I'm sure I'll hear about it on, on Twitter. <laughs> but, you know. Coach K, Duke head coach, Coach K, when he first got to Duke, he got killed. Like, absolutely destroyed. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's in over his head. Doesn't know how to deal with with this kind of program. I think he was with Army, uh, with West Point before that. And 
you know, in the third year, which Quinn is now in his third year, was the year that they were thinking about firing him, let him go. I mean, the guy had like three losing seasons and this that. And they, they, they stuck with him and he was able to figure it out. He's become one of the greatest all-time college basketball coaches. So, you know, and I know in today's age, day and age, there's zero patience. There's zero patience with fans. There's zero patience with front offices. It's just the way it is in sports these days. It's what have you done for me lately? Uh, you know, are you winning for me now? Again, you got a guy like Gallant. You know, I mean, they get rid of the guy immediately. So, you know, and he's doing was doing well in Vegas. And, you know, so that's just the way it is in, in the sporting world. But to me, and just seeing, and I say this every week too, just JD is always preaching patience. So I, I think they're going to have it with Quinn here. So I think looking at who else is out there is just uh, an exercise in futility for us because I just don't think it's on, on their mind right now. Gotcha. Hey, look, you know, and going back to, to Brooksy too, I mean, he's he's on your side with this too. Like he's, you know, he and his column was just saying like it's it, you can't continue to keep pointing the finger at Quinn here, you know. Um, and he and he has done a good job with um, you know the, the young players here. And like I said, I, I talked about ice time, and he's he's starting to give them ice time, you know. So that's working, uh, you know, in their favor there too. So, but you know, like I said, the, these players here, Zabana, Jed, Kreider, um, guys, just not really just showing up for them too. And unfortunately, you know, these are the guys who, uh, you know, they're signed, they have their contracts, and, and you just depend on them here, and, and they got to find a way. And and you think about, hey, look, you know, that's how simple it could be. If these guys are just putting the puck in a little more, and uh, when is that going to break? When is that going to happen? But unfortunately, like I said, and even Brooksy was saying it too, you know, it comes back to this devil game last night, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Dude, there's no way they should have lost that game last night. And it's not to do any disrespect to, to the devils and what they're doing over there. But, you know, you talk about the, the close games there against Boston and how well they played. I mean, this was, you know, the, we, we joked at the beginning of the season that the, the devil games on the schedule, at least I did, they, they were wins, they were locks, they weren't games, our, our match talent up against their talent, there's no way we're going to lose those uh, games to, to the devils, you know? And the devils are finding a way, and I think that's a big thing as far as the players, their responsibility too. Um, so, you know, in, in, in you know, in the, I keep saying the next six games, unfortunately, if these guys don't, if Kreider doesn't come around, if Zibanejad doesn't come around, um, you know, if we get Heedle back here, whether it makes a difference or not, that's one thing. Uh, whatever adjustments they make here defensively, you know, and if guys like, you know, uh, DeBetto can step up here a little bit and, uh, you know, hopefully Rooney and Blackwell and Lemieux will keep playing well for us and everything else and they'll kind of, uh, you know, play some hard games here and squeak out a win or two. But, you know, ultimately, if, if they do keep continuing to fall the wayside, you know, it always comes down to the coach, and they're gonna they're gonna have to make a move on it. As far as I'm concerned, I don't. My gut feeling, because I asked you the question about JD and, and and Gordon up there, I don't think they're gonna ride this season out with Quinn, unless they stay in the fight here. If they don't find a way to to grab a couple of wins here in these next four to six games against you know quality teams, because basically KD, the season's over, man. There's no playoffs. They're not making it. You know, they're they're way behind. Uh, you know, the top four right now. They're they're eight or nine, I think, behind uh, the the Islanders there for the last spot or whatever it is. 
And, you know, if Boston wins a couple of these games, they're going to push them down. They're going to way behind, uh, you know, Boston. Philly wins these games. Forget it. They're, they're going to push them down. Caps, too, because there's just, they're not going to have enough games to make enough room to get back into the, to the playoff race. And I don't think the fourth team there or the fifth team are going to be bad teams, and especially if it's going to be the Islanders or Pittsburgh. And, man, if the Devils keep finding a way to kind of stay in the hunt there. But, I mean, you know, this is... I just don't think J.D. and Gorton are going to sit through it. And, and, and if they do, they're going to probably have to do something like what they did with Tony D and have a press conference and say, hey, look, we want to put all this to rest. We've fallen way behind the, the pack here. We're not going to make the playoffs. We're going to try and stay healthy. And hopefully these, uh, our players here can continue to uh, take advantage of their opportunities and their ice times and to learn under Quinn and Martin, and, and that's the way it's going to be. I just don't think that's the kind of world this Ranger organization is going to go if things don't perk up here a little bit. I just don't think that's going to happen. And unfortunately, you know, that's where I'm at. And I think, like you said, maybe not half the fan base, but a good portion of the fan base is pulling for it. There's a lot of people that, that, that are just tired of this, um, you know, game plan here that, that uh, you know, Quinn obviously through all difficult uh, instances and, and um, happenings on the team here. But, you know, uh, for the focus of this organization, they might have to look at how important is it that Capo and Laffey, you know, feel comfortable, feel confident, uh, feel good going forward. And, and the other young players on this team and the goaltending. I mean, the goaltending right now, too, is going to be something that we're going to have a while. We're not, you know, if, if, if Shesty loses a few games in a row here, you know, Georgiev is definitely struggling, you know, and, and they're going to have to deal with, you know, getting him back into some sort of a rhythm, which I don't think is going to happen because, like I said, I'm, I want Shesty to play eight or nine in a row. Um, but, man, if, if, if Shesty's going to have a lot of trouble here behind this broken-up defense... You know, these are two huge guys that are going to be big parts, big parts of this franchise. So, I don't know. Maybe we're just, you know, I don't want to. I don't want. I'm not the kind of guy to make light of these guys. You know, and I don't. I don't want them to be. You know, looked at as a, these are fragile players. There's a lot of experienced uh, hockey players on this team, and even our young kids. They came from top teams, uh, top draft picks. The two guys that we, you know we repeat over and over here. Um, there's there's a good amount of talent on this team, and yeah, they've got to work out some of the uh, the basics, and they can't lose games to the Devils, and they've got to fight through these next six games and show JD and Gordon and show Quinn. This is on the players now too. They've got to show Quinn that they're going to go through the wall for him and uh, step up a lot of these important areas that they're really struggling with, injuries or not. They've got to find a way, and they. They can't lose games like that to the Devils last night, not against that kind of a team who hasn't played, you know. So a lot going on here, but I, I, I think in the long run or in the short, short term, KD, if they, don't, if, if they don't play for him, I just don't see J.D. and Gorton and the organization just sitting back and, and, and throwing the season into the tank. Yeah, I, I think the Rangers, have, they, they've played three bad games this year. The opener... They had that one game in Buffalo that they lost, which was a one-goal game. But I didn't think they played particularly well. And then last night against the Devils. So after the home opener, 
they came back with one of their best efforts in years and in, in that five nothing win. And Georgiev hasn't saved the puck since that game. But um your buddy. Um and hey. then after the Buffalo after that Buffalo game, they went three oh and one. So after their prior to the Devils game, their other two bad losses, they came back with spirited efforts and got themselves back on track. So, you know, to think that they can't do it here, you know, I think is would would be foolish to think that way because they've showed that they can. Now, you know, the teams that they're up against are definitely higher quality teams um, than after those other games. But, you know, now that you're getting... You know, you'll have Panera back. You'll have Miller back. You know, it's tough to to have Chuba. You know, who I I don't think has been great in a Ranger uniform, but he's still one of your better defensemen. And to lose it is going to be lose him is going to be tough. You know um, who could help them know, out I, right now, Katie? You know who could help them out? And he's not busy right Tarmu? now. Tarmu, Tarmu, Tony D. <laughs> I bring him back. How funny <laughs> is that right now? Yeah, I, I do. You know, I mean, whatever. Gordon said he's never going to play for this organization again. So there's no way you could, like, actually ever go back on that. But oh, I, I bet you this I bet, I bet you this is testing him a little bit, right? Like, not even just, like, the, the devil game itself. Like, you lose Truba. Miller is hurt. You know, your third pairing is Hayek and Potato. I mean, they got to be like, ugh. <laughs> you know Here's you what... can't. They're not trade. <laughs> He's just sitting there. You can't trade him. You know. Bring him back. Bring Tony back. Like, well, yeah. I mean, maybe like. Well, we need him because we'll lose. We lost Truba. Nobody wants him. Maybe we'll put him out there and he'll play well, and then his trade value will go back up a little bit. Like there's definitely there's work? definitely plenty of positives to put him back out there. I know. How does that work, right? <laughs> what if Gordon calls him up and says, "Hey, look." We, we need you. He's still on the contract, correct? It's, yeah. Does, does I, I, Tony I, I, have yeah, the, the rights to turn around and say, F you. You don't want me. I ain't coming in there. I ain't helping you out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got to This is what they're going to do. They're going to they're gonna fire Go- They're gonna fire Quinn. Okay? They're going to bring in another coach. And that coach is going to say, hey, look, I want Tony back. And they're going to bring Tony back. <laughs> Could you imagine Save that? the team. <laughs> yeah, I... The co- if they were actually thinking, they'd have to go to like D'Angelo and be like, "Okay, give us your phone. <laughs> You're not allowed on social media. You can't talk Awkward. to Gergiev. You can't. You can't talk to Gergiev. And um, no, no misconduct penalties. Thanks, man. He's got a. You know, Tony could really help them out right now. There, really there is no chance, <laughs> especially because the power play has been terrible too. Yeah, I'm ta- we're talking ourselves into <laughs> who to thunk. They need Tony back. But yeah, I mean, it's funny you know, we said that it really is though. Like I know there's a large portion of Ranger. We've been saying the whole night, large portions of Ranger fans who hate Tony Swats, D and are very happy. Lots of Ranger fans. Swats, there you go. <laughs> of they hate Tony D or couldn't be happier to be be rid of him. But you know, when you look at other reasons for this team struggling again injuries 
And Tony D'Angelo, I mean, you're taking a, a defenseman who put up 50 points last year out of the lineup. And you're replacing him with Hayek. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. That's uh, Jack's coming back soon, right? Jack's going to make What's it all it? better. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. He started <laughs> practicing today, apparently. the hit, As I said on Twitter, the hits keep coming. <laughs> My goodness. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to think. And think what you want about D'Angelo off the ice or in the locker room, whatever you want. Taking him out of the lineup hurt. Like Massive. Yes, losing, absolutely. getting him off the ice is going to lead to the team being worse on the ice. You know, I mean, it, it's definitely a factor in what's going on with this team as far as not having a better record, not having him in there in the last however many games it's been since he hasn't you know, been on this team. So, and that's not easy to replace. You don't have someone on the roster who, who could, who could replace him. And, and maybe you get Lundqvist over here and maybe he can, or maybe you bring in Tarm, bring up Tarmu, Roynanen, who's, who has four points in his first three AHL games. So he's sort of picking up where he left off at over in Europe. And how so, soon can we bring Kratzov over? Yeah, I mean, we'll see him in March. I mean, depending on if his team makes the playoffs or not, and and then how well they do in the playoffs. So, I mean, you do have some reinforcements on the way eventually if, if the Rangers do decide again to bring up Tarmu or or if Lundqvist, who said he wasn't coming over, I mean, that was his decision not to come over. Um, so, I don't know if he's going to change his mind or not, or if the Rangers are going to attempt to talk him into coming over. Um, but right now, you don't have that replacement for D'Angelo in there. And again, I think Hayek and Boteto have been decent and, and have filled in uh, admirably. But, you know, they're not Tony D'Angelo out there either. And D'Angelo had his problems defensively. But, you know, you admit when a team is struggling on offense and, and you lose a, a defenseman who put up 50 points last year, that might be part of the reason. So... You know, that's definitely a factor in in what's going on in their lock and their four only scoring four goals in the last four games is yet yeah, Tony D'Angelo not being on the back end. I 100 percent agree. He won't be back I, uh, at all. You can't, you know, Gordon. One of the reasons Gordon, they waived him was because Gordon said one more strike and you're out. And that strike came, and he and he stuck by what he said, which you have to. If you give a player an ultimatum and you say you can't step over that line, they do. You have no choice but to, to punish them the, the way that you had, had planned to. So, you know, Gordon can't now turn around after saying he will never play for this organization again and then bring him back. So, you know, it's just – It's a pickle. To me, what that's, a pickle are in, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not really a pickle because they're not bringing him back. It's not even an option. <laughs> but it is, you know, just add that to my pile of excuses that I've been given this entire show about why this team is struggling and why it's not all on Quinn. I mean, you know, losing D'Angelo is not having him back there. That's not Quinn's fault. So. Who did we trade? uh for Jacob Trouba? Uh, the other defenseman who's apparently put up like a ton 
of points. He's a, somebody put up uh, what Pionk. was his name? Yeah, Neil's Pionk. Got, Neil's got twelve points, <laughs> twelve games, and uh, Jacob's got three three uh, points. And now he's out. Yeah, four, like months. like I was saying before, I I should go oh. through this. I was looking at it before. I'm gonna. I'm really. And that's gonna... just pure, just joking around. I mean, obviously, it's a different situation, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, Mark Stahl. And I'm gonna go back to this because oh, I how's he it doing? Before. Yeah, Mark Stahl <laughs> has the same amount or more goals than Fox, Di Giuseppe, Blackwell, Lemieux, Condre. Zabanajad, Truba, Lindgren, Howden, Lafreniere, Gautier, Smith, and Jack Johnson. He has more goals than all of them. More or the same amount as all of them. He also has the same amount of points or more than points than Rooney, Blackwell, Lemieux, Miller, Zabanajad, Truba, Lindgren, Howden, Lafreniere, Gautier, Smith, and Johnson. I mean, this is where we are. This is the problem. Offense. When Mark Stahl is out scoring more than half your team, your offense has a problem. And that's where we're at. That is and I don't I'm at. sorry, and you can't blame Quinn because those same players thrived under the same coach last year. And I don't think he what is he doing different? He's now telling them not to score. You know, like I said, the only theory I have is that they really ask these guys to buy in defensively, and it's and it's hurting them offensively, where they're focusing more on on the defensive aspects of the game, and that can happen where you're focusing more on that aspect, so it's now hurting other areas of the game. But you know, I don't know. I just don't think that you can't that you could put all of this on Quinn. I just don't see how you could do it. Some of it. <laughs> Some of it. I speak for the fans. I speak for the fans. No, hey, look, we we at the beginning of the season we we were talking. We didn't, we never really thought that the you know uh, offensively we were going to have a problem. We really didn't. No. And, and nope. you know this team on paper actually looked pretty damn good. Yep. It still has the potential. I think more than anything, that's that's the big thing. I don't think anybody – we didn't see the Tony D'Angelo thing coming. You know, we just didn't see the, the team not being able to finish periods and winning, you know, those close games, dealing with the adversity of running into a hot goaltender, finding a way, the power play, special teams – you know, working around different things. Maybe, you know, ultimately this is going to come down to uh, Heedle. You know, he was the he was the determining factor of this team just not finding its way because the team couldn't uh, adjust around his loss. Maybe, you know, we... Uh, again, I'm just this throwing this out here. You, you, you know, people say, there's no effing way. You can't talk like this, but... When you bring in a guy like Lafreniere and, and it's, a, it's a, a, a new guy that you have to work into the system, it's a different way. He's the number one pick. Finding a spot on this on this lineup as far as, you know, his line mates and, th- and making things work um, is, is maybe not so much a, a big issue, obviously, as Zabanajed and Kreider just stinking up the joint, you know. and uh, But obviously this is really something that they haven't been able to overcome here 
you know, since beating the Islanders five nothing in game two, and then coming out of the Tony D thing, and then looking like a different team, there was a different vibe. Things were kind of gelling there a little bit for a couple of those wins. And then, yeah, losing a couple of close games. We can all sit back and, yeah, pat them on the back. And they had, uh, you know, close games against the Big Bad Bruins and everything else. You know, against Buffalo, they weren't playing well until they played us, <laughs> you know. Um, and now here we are. We swing to where where the team is playing right now. You know, and, and unfortunately, you're looking up in the standings right now and these teams are getting further and further away from us. Uh, and, and we, like I said, it's it's a brutal division. It's the, you know, everybody said this is probably the toughest division in the whole league. And it's proving that way right now for the Rangers. I just think a lot of people um, expected a little more from it. And to trace back to what you're saying, man, if, you're, if your top guys aren't scoring, and if you're young kids, yes, they're, they're looking good out there in terms of working hard and everything. But, you know, Capo's supposed to be a scorer. Laffey's supposed to be a scorer. They're not putting the puck in the net. You know, and yeah, you're getting, what if they weren't getting goals from Rooney and you know, Blackwell and, you know, Stromer's put in a couple here or there. And then there's just basic dynamics of the game that they're struggling in as far as face-offs and, and everything else. So we've got, we've got, the team's got some issues here. The fan base is, is struggling with who's to blame. J.D. and Gordon here are going to have to just, we're going to find out whether they're going to be patient or we're going to find out whether or not they, they, they're going to see something here, um, you know, as far as how long they're going to give, uh, you know, Quinn, to turn around, and I will say this: when we've had a, a show focused on his coaching, and um, uh, you know, when the team's going and shown something that's like, uh, oh, this is a problem, and it's 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 based on Quinn and and how he's coaching and decision makings, they've come out and played like gangbangers, like the next three or four games. So we cross our fingers right now, and hopefully they step up over these next few games and. And the players, in addition to uh, the coaching staff with Q and, and Martin, and hopefully these guys kind of step up. More guys are going to get an opportunity now with some opportunities for ice time. We'll see what happens in the goaltending. Those guys just need to stay steady and and uh, you know earn their keep. And they're going to have to show up big time for this team right now with the defensive uh, holes that we're going to have. And bottom line is, like you said, these guys got to score, man. They've got to find a way. They just have to score, and they've got to finish, and... Uh, and they've got to stay and and play the full sixty. This team just doesn't doesn't have it. And you know you've talked about this team being a championship team, and whether it's four to five, six years, you know we I think as a fan base too don't get too blindsided or or too caught up or attracted to the coaching light and start focusing in terms of uh, how these guys are, are taking advantage of their um, ice time and and their opportunities. But again, if the system ain't working. And this is where we are. We're at here: twelve, thirteen games, and another brutal set of schedule coming up here. And more losses are just going to throw this team to the bottom, and they're not going to make the playoffs. And then the organization is just going to have to have to sit back and say, "All right, this is this is our situation." And then, how does that affect decisions to bring Kratz off over and Lundqvist and, um, and and other moves and stuff? So it's um it's some frustrating times. I just think all of us KD didn't expect it to be this frustrating under the quote-unquote rebuild uh, tag. Yes, we've said it's a gimme year, but there's something about effort. There's something about um, just basic things that you want to see from this team that we're not getting it from, and we've overanalyzed it probably uh, way too much here uh, in this episode and 
and we just have to sit back and, and hopefully the, these guys will perform and, and pick it up here uh, over the next stretch of the schedule. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as, and I've said it on social media on this show. I'm not. Fr- I, I don't know. I'm not as frustrated as as I you am. are and, and some am. of the fans, and that's fine. I mean, I think it's all. Uh, I want to be in the eye of the KD, and I'm not being entertained. <laughs> you know, I think it's all. I had my expectations going into the season. I thought that they would struggle a bit. I didn't think that this was going to be an easy year. You can go back and pull the clips of, of, of what I said before the season. And I said it, you know, I, I didn't expect this team to have a good year. I expected a step back. I think I even said, sometimes you have to take a step back to take two steps forward. And that may be what's happening this year. And, and like you said, the biggest surprise is the offense. I, I can't even, I, how many times last year did we sit here and say, we just need this defense to be like decent. And this team would be amazing. And this year, the the defense is beyond decent. They're actually pretty good. And and we're at the bottom of the league. Like, if you would have told me that that would have been the scenario this year, I wouldn't have believed you for a second that our offense was letting us down. The defense was actually playing well, but it was the offense that was letting it down. I wouldn't have – I would have thought you were – playing a joke on me because of how good the offense was last year it was carrying this team. The defense last year was so God awful. And like I said, we were just begging for it to be satisfactory, you know, and it just wasn't. And we were still winning games. We were still one of the hottest teams in the league before they shut it down. So you were just like, they just have to, if they could just play Good, the average defense, we're going to be in the mix. And somehow they are, they are playing that kind of defense, but we're not in the mix because our offensive guys just, just aren't stepping up. I, and, and I said it earlier this year because offense has been a problem all year. I, I do. I think it's, it's as easy as these guys. Burying their shots. And actually, what's concerning, I said that the Rangers had 39 shots on goal against the Devils, which is great, but a large majority of those shots were low danger shots. And, you know, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe there's not a, they got, if they're not scoring goals, you know, they got to get a little greasy. Make a trade. No, see, that's not. Quiet <laughs> <laughs> They got to get, they got, they're not. Zabanajad, big six-player trade. Yeah, Zabanajad's got to get to the net. Like, if you're not scoring on your one-timers, which he's not, get to the net. You know, we we say who's been scoring, the fourth-line guys, yeah, because they're scoring greasy, dirty, get-to-the-net, playoff-type goals, and... Good things happen when you go to the net, and and if we're looking for a way for them to snap out, snap out of it, that's what they have to do. Do you know that in that in that Brooks article that I talked to, he said that Kreider hasn't drawn a single penalty this year. Yes, yeah, Chris that. Kreider has not drawn a penalty this year. What? Like that's his game. He's in front of the net. He should be driving to the net and having guys. You know, pulling him down, clutching and grabbing him, tripping him. How has he not drawn a penalty this year? 
And Zabinajad has drawn one penalty this year. Trade them both. Are, Get them out of town. These, these are supposed to be our, our top players, and they're not drawing penalties because they're not going to the net. It's that's what they need to start doing. Get to have a puck hit off your face and get in the net. It doesn't matter how it's going in. Get to the net and good things will happen. And well, I maybe think they're that being that's told where they have to start. Not to do that. No. If that's Kreider's game, no one's telling Why him is he not that. doing it? I have no idea. Aha. Mm-hmm. Call call up Brooksy. And ask him to ask that after the next game. <laughs> so Why are you not going to the net? <laughs> so many questions, KD. I just don't know. Where are we going to get the answers, buddy? Where? Uh, we'll find We'll find out what those answers are. In a 12-pack of White Claw, huh? That's the only That's place. Right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, oh, man. All, all right. right. That's it. I'm done. We'll try and stay positive here. Till the Play next the music. <laughs> All right, everybody, hang in there. Ooh, the road ahead is tough. Me and KD are here to take you on your way. Thanks again, as always, for listening. Everybody downloading, subscribing, uh, the chat on Twitter. We really appreciate the feedback, everybody communicating with us and, and having some fun with KD and everything else. So uh, thanks again for listening. Keep telling friends and so on and so forth. So uh, until next week, uh, stay safe out there. Stay healthy. And uh, from yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, again, thank you so much for listening to Go Rangers Radio. Thanks to Manscaped and Hewlett House of Tires. And KD, as always, please say goodnight to the folks. Goodnight, folks. And let's go Rangers!